This podcast is presented to you by Revolution Students, the youth ministry of Queen City First Baptist Church. For more information, log on to www.fbcqc.org. That song is, is just a goosebump level song when it comes on Cornerstone. I love it. When that song comes on, like, like there's just like one thing, like your body should just like lift hands immediately whenever that song comes on. I'll never forget a couple weeks ago, I was uh, kind of cutting the grass and listening to Pandora and, and it came back on. This, um, Cornerstone came on and um, all these cars are passing. I know they're like, what's wrong with this guy? Why has he got his hand up? It's just like the immediate reaction. The other day, me and Marley were on our way to Texarkana. And she's just having this in-depth conversation with me just about life in general. And this song comes on, and I'm like, shh, it's time for Jesus right now. And it's just like you lift your hands while you're rolling in the car, singing as loud as you can. I don't sing very good. Matter of fact, I seem absolutely terrible. Matter of fact, I don't, you can't even call it singing. I just yell. Me and Parker Haley, like, we got to get together whenever we sing. Like, during that, I was looking for him so we could just kind of get together and yell together. We don't sing. We just yell. Oh, man, this year at camp was absolutely crazy. Bless the people that were sitting in front of me and him uh, because we know no bounds. Um, last week, we kicked off this series called The Gap. Um, it's this thing that, that I think so many young people are struggling with. So many people um, have this gap in their life. Their life is this, 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 and this. And God's Word says you're supposed to be this, 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 and this. And in between the two, there's this gap. This gap affects a lot of different people all across the world. You're not becoming the person you were created to be. You're not becoming the person you were intended to be because there's this gap in your life. And we want to take the next three and four weeks to kind of begin to close this gap so you can become the person you were intended to be, that you can become the person you were created to be. Last week we looked at this um, like the ultimate problem. It looks like a lot of different things, and it probably has a lot of different names, but ultimately it's this one thing we call sin. Sin will never let you be the person you were created to be. No matter how good, how awesome, how baller you are, you will never be the person you were intended to be when you have sin in your life. We look at the solution. It's the only solution. It's the person of Jesus Christ who lived a sinless life and died on the cross for your sins and for my sins. And let me just say this. Last week, if, if you placed your faith and trust in Jesus Christ, then, then we want to partner with you guys in the next step in baptism. But maybe you didn't get saved last week. Maybe it was during church camp or a Sunday or Wednesday night, or maybe it might have been back in the spring or the fall, and you've never been baptized. If you'll do us a big favor tonight after services, come find me, come find Brother Mike, and we want to kind of talk with you and kind of set this thing up and make sure that you understand the, the whole purpose of what baptism is to you and your life. It's absolutely incredible. Tonight, I want to talk to you about something that, that, that I think is so important for so many of us. Let me ask you this. Um, has your mom ever told you, like, hey, grow up? Raise your hands. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah, tonight's going to be good. Everybody. Well, good. Let me ask you this. What about a teacher or a coach? Teacher or a coach ever told you, like, hey, come on now, grow up? Yeah, exactly. In other words, it's, hey, we expect more out of you. You shouldn't be doing this. Grow up a little bit at your age. Now, on the flip side of this, there's something else going on. Listen to what Avril Lavigne is saying.
Are you gonna drop the bomb or not? Let us die young or let us live forever We don't have the power but we never say never Sitting in a sandpit, life is a short trip The music's for the sad man Two different trains of thought here. You've got your parents, some people that, that love you and care about you. They're telling you to grow up. And you've got the culture, the world telling you, hey, be young forever. Students, let me just say this. Like, I want you to grow up. But I want you to grow up the right way. I want you to grow up the godly way. What would happen, fellas, if this room full of middle school and high school boys would commit today and saying, hey, I want to be a godly young man. Through middle school and high school, I'm going to be a godly man. I'm going to have godly friends, and I'm going to do godly things. When I graduate, whether I become continue on in college or I join the workforce, I'm going to become a godly coach, a godly teacher, a godly worker. I'm going to be a, a godly husband and a godly dad. Ladies, what would happen if this room full of middle school and high school girls committed to be a godly young lady? Through middle school and high school, they had godly friends. They did godly things. They graduated, and they, whether it was college or the workforce, they became godly teachers, godly workers, um, godly coaches, godly, godly stay-at-home moms, godly, godly wives and godly moms. What would happen if just you guys tonight committed to say, hey, I'm going to be godly? It sounds really good, and if I had to be honest, I think a lot of us in this room would say, hey, I, I want to be that when I get older. But you're looking at your life now, and there's nothing that would even be close to resembling you being godly. There's this gap between the two. Let me just say this. If you want to be a godly dad and a godly mom and a, and, a, and a godly worker here and a godly college student, that sounds really good, but it has to start now. If you want to change your future, it starts right here. It starts tonight. It starts with your present. So I want you to understand that tonight, if you want to change your future, if you want to become that and you're not that now, it starts tonight. I'm going to be looking at two different passages of Scripture. Um, they look like they say two different things. It looks like Jesus is saying one thing to these people and something completely uh, contradicting himself in this passage of Scripture. But ultimately, the two kind of go hand in hand. If you have your Bibles, go and turn with me to Luke chapter 7. Luke chapter 7 is where we're going to be at. Um, Jesus here is trying to make an analogy. He's trying to get the people to understand um, just this kind of problem that's kind of going on. And I love his deal. I love what he says. It doesn't really make a whole lot of sense to us. So I'm going to kind of break it down just a little bit. Listen to this, Luke seven thirty one. To what then shall I compare the people of this generation? What are they like? They're like children sitting in the marketplace and calling on one another. We played the flute for you, and you did not dance. We sang a dirge, and you did not weep. Now, now, this doesn't make a whole lot of sense to us because we don't really talk like that anymore. Let me see if I can help kind of clean this up. You ever been to Walmart and, uh, or Kmart, grocery store, and uh, that kid was in there? Like, probably you heard him before you ever saw, saw him. He's just throwing a fit, like unbelievable. The other day we were in Walmart, and, uh, or I was in Walmart. Um, got all my stuff together, getting ready to check out. They've got 243 lines of that are kind of open up where you can check out but they're never in use they only have two and there's this lady that's in front of me she's at the front of her buggy the buggy's full of stuff and the kid's sitting in the basket and she's a rookie mom apparently because she pulled up beside 
um, the stuff where you can just, kids can just reach and grab everything and put it in the buggy. Amateur mistake. It's all right. She'll learn one day. And um, so I'm sitting here watching this thing. And all of a sudden, you see this kid just start grabbing all this stuff. She ain't paying a bit of attention. This kid's just grabbing all this stuff and throwing it in the buggy. And all I can do is put my hand over my mouth, smile and grin, because I'm like, it's fixing to get real. So I'm watching this unfold. And all of a sudden, she realizes, she, she, she sees what's going on. She just turns back around. She's like, Slaps him on the hand. Like, it was like a mom slap, like a little bit above mom slap. You know that sometimes it's that soft thing, but like, she just like, quit. And all of a sudden, this dude's blue eyes go to completely black, cold black. You see this transition happening to him that's just like, oh, and all Billy does is take one step back. I'm like, oh my word. And this kid is kicking the buggy with his feet, screaming and hollering. I mean, red, blood curdling screams. And the only thing I can think about is like, Shoot, I ain't got my phone on me. I, I wanted to see it. I'm like, I could Instagram this thing because this is fixing to be good. So this kid's like kicking and screaming. I'm like, oh, 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 it's getting good. It's getting good. And all of a sudden, she makes a very, very bad mistake. She takes him out of the buggy. She takes him out of the buggy in Simpson Air, and he's screaming. She's like, quit it, quit it, quit it. And all of a sudden, she smacks him on the behind. I'm like, yeah. I used to not be like that. Matter of fact, when we used to go out and eat with, we still do go out and eat with Brad and Lisa, when they had port. Um, like he would do something, they would spank him. I'm like, oh, they're terrible parents. Now that I had a kid, I'm like, hey, you want me to beat him for you? And Addie's walking by, she's doing some bad. Like, hey, I'll spank her if you want me. Like, I'm all about beating now. Like, I spank any kid that comes across. Like, you want me to spank him? I used to not be that way, but now I'm all about it. So I'm watching this thing. She slaps him on behind, and all of a sudden, this kid hits the ground, and he is just like banging on the floor, kicking his feet on the ground, and everything else. And I'm, at the, this moment in life, I'm like, this can't get no more awesomer. It just can't. And all of a sudden, this dude is like flat out, kicks up on his side, and is running with his feet, screaming and hollering in circles. He's not going anywhere. He's just running in circles. Like, I'm like, oh, my word. You've got to be kidding me. Absolutely incredible. Hear me. Jesus says there are certain people in the world that are acting childish. There are certain people in the world that are acting childish. The first thing I want you to know is this. Jesus discourages childish behavior. Jesus discourages childish behavior. Childish behavior is rooted in selfishness. They can never see past themselves. They don't get what they want, so they throw a fit. Think about our world today. Our nursery, the famous two words are no and mine. It's the truth. It's no and mine. A toy's over there. Nobody's playing with it. Somebody go picks it up. First baby's like, no, mine. But hear me, that's normal behavior for a two, three, four, and a five-year-old, right? That's what you would expect out of them. What's embarrassing is when you see teens and young adults acting this way. You know any childish people in your school? They don't get what they, they want. They might not go kicking and screaming and throwing a fit on the floor, but they start drama. They start talking trash. They start gossiping, spreading rumors about you. Hear me. Jesus discourages childish behavior. Or maybe that guy who doesn't get what he wants, something happens, and all of a sudden he starts yelling, screaming, and punching stuff. Let me just say this. I've been that guy before. Jesus discourages childish behavior. You know, it's easy for us to point fingers at others, but let me ask you this. Have you looked into your own life? What are some areas that you have childish behavior? It's based on your selfishness. It's based on your own wants and desires, and you don't consider anyone or anybody else's feelings. It's childish. Jesus discourages childish behavior. Don't be like a kid. 
Now, I want to point out the other side of this story. The Bible, it's recorded in Luke 18. You go and turn there. Jesus is with this group of, group of disciples, and, and off in the distance, some kids kind of come running up, and all of a sudden, the disciples, they become these bouncers, and they like, halt, thou shalt not pass. And Jesus says something incredible. Listen to this. Luke 18, verse 16. But Jesus called the name, saying, let the little children come to me, and do not hinder them. For to such belongs the kingdom of God. Truly, I say to you, whoever does not receive the kingdom of God, listen, like a child, shall not enter it. Let me see if I can clean this up for us. Jesus discourages childish behavior, selfishness, fits, temper tantrums, anger, punching, gossip, all that other stuff. But he encourages childlike behavior. Let me give you two things about being childlike. One thing to start, or excuse me, one thing to stop, and another thing to start. The first one is this. Stop thinking maturity is a byproduct of age. Stop thinking maturity is a byproduct of age. And most of us know this. Maturity doesn't come as you get older. Hear me. We can show you plenty of grown adults that talk and gossip bad about other folks. It's the truth. We can show you grown adults that are just as immature at 12 years old, and all the sponsors in the back said amen. That's why so many of us come from broken homes and jacked up families because there's a lot of childish behavior going on. Students, right now is the perfect time for you to start to close the gap between who you are to who God intended for you to be. Listen to what Paul says in 1 Corinthians 13 11. It's going to be up on the screen. Listen to this. When I was a child, I spoke like a child. I thought like a child. I reasoned like a child. When I became a man, I gave up. My childish ways. I gave up my childish ways. What I want to say to a room full of middle school and high schoolers is that even though you're young, you, be, you can become a godly man and a godly woman. A man isn't about, isn't about doing things the world says it is. You don't become a man when you could bench press a lot or get a job or you have sex with a girl or even when you get married. No, you become a man when you put down your childish ways. And the reality is, is we have some young middle school and high school gentlemen that are taking steps to become godly men, and I love it. We have some middle school and high school girls that are becoming young godly women. A woman is not when you can dress a certain way. It's not when you start to wear makeup. It's not when you kiss a guy. It's not when you start dating. It's not when you get a job. To even think that way is completely childish. I believe when you start to put down the childish ways, you start to become a godly man and a godly woman. I also believe and know that there are some others in this room tonight that if you put down the childish ways, you can start to become the young person that Christ made you to be. Stop thinking maturity is a byproduct of age. Let me give you another thing to start. Start thinking maturity is a byproduct of trusting God. Start thinking maturity is a byproduct of trusting God. That's where maturity is. Maturity isn't 35 years old in a job. Maturity isn't I can tuck my shirt and tie a tie. Maturity isn't learning how to make a certain amount of money or getting ready to graduate. Maturity is learning to trust God and follow God. My Jesus says follow, so you follow. My Jesus says serve, so you serve. My Jesus says get involved, and you get involved. You have to develop this. This doesn't happen overnight. You have to learn how to turn from your childish ways and start becoming childlike. One of the easiest and quickest ways to, for moving from childish to childlike is moving from being self-centered, 
which is childish, to being God-centered. It's about making the world we live in that's all about us no longer and making it about all about the one that created us. That's how you begin to have childlike faith. One of the biggest ways for this to take place is making time for God. It's about spending time with God so you can hear from him. Hear me, this isn't something you start when you get older. This is the perfect time to start spending time with God and studying the word of God. Listen to what, what Peter says in 1 Peter 2.2. 2. Like newborn infants long for pure spiritual milk that by it, listen to this, you may grow up in a salvation. He's talking about God's word being food to us. We should long after God's word. It's going to grow us into being godly men and godly women that we were meant to be. Hear me. If you are not spending time with God in a personal Bible study time, in personal prayer time, you will never, never, never become the person you were created to be. Because you can't hear from him. He's like, Billy, man, I go to church. I'm here most church days. I'm, I'm a pretty good person. You can fake it all day long, but you'll never be the person Christ created you to be when you never spend time with the creator who created you, who knows your intention. He knows your purpose, and you'll never know it if you're never spending time with him for him to tell you who you are. I want you to get that. That's why Bible study is so important. That's why a personal reading time is so important. Why personal prayer time is so important. Listen to what 1 Corinthians 3.1 says. But I, brothers, could not address you as spiritual people, but as people of the flesh, as infants in Christ. I fed you with milk, not solid food, for you were not ready for it. And even now, you're not ready for it, for you're still of the flesh. Are you childlike or are you childish? Let's pray.